passage from Paul's letter to the Colossians. And it comes in chapter 3 if you have a Bible or on your device you want to follow it. Uh, Otherwise, I think it will be on the screen as well. Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above. Where Christ is seated at the right hand of God, set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, you also will appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived, but now you must rid yourselves of all such things as these, anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other, since you have taken off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. Here there is no Gentile or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and all and is in all. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with one another and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you are called to peace. And be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms and hymns and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts and whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Do you want to come and sit down? I didn't know whether you wanted to stay up there or sit Or whether they in faith thought this was going to be a short message. (laughs) Ah, I can see that. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate you leading our worship. I wonder if you've had a chance to tidy up after Christmas. No, no. Okay. Anyone ever embark on an early spring clean? New Year blitz. Okay, this is going to go well. (laughs) Last year, um, many of you will know, and uh, Hermie and I are really grateful for all the work that was done on the manse. And um, it gave us a huge opportunity, unlike any other opportunity, to have a good clear out and clean up. And uh, we came across things that we really want to, to keep, obviously. Not everything went. Things we need to retain. Other things we needed to release and let go of. And some other things caused us to remember and treasure. 
At the beginning of a new year, it's always a good time to, to take stock and we look back maybe over the previous year. We're so grateful that we can meet physically. This time last year, we were meeting on Zoom. It's also a great time to look forward to what's coming. And uh, some of you, there are big things uh, happening in your lives. Paul here in this passage would encourage us not just to look back, look forward, but look up writing to the church in Colossians that uh, was uh, typical of the first century church, suffering persecution, challenges from within and without. So there are a few things I want to focus on from this passage about what we need to retain. It's like having a spiritual blitz, okay? Things that we need to retain, focus on. Other things that we need to release and get rid of. And other things that we need to remember. So the first thing, the things that we need to retain, keep. It's a perspective of faith. An awareness of who we are in Christ Jesus. An awareness of what Jesus has done for us. Paul tells us who Jesus is and who we are in him. It's our identity. And we know that so many, especially our young people that we're praying for week by week, are struggling with this issue of identity, who they are. We are being forced at an earlier and earlier age to make clear what our identity is. Well, as those who follow Jesus, we know what our identity is. We are Christ's. We are in Christ. We are followers of Jesus And Paul encourages the believers in the midst of all the circumstances that they face to see the bigger picture. I'm always encouraged and challenged by the persecuted church because they see the bigger picture. For people like B in North Korea, who sees the bigger picture, she knows who she is. She knows who she belongs to. She knows her future is secure in Jesus Christ. Paul describes what a believer is. He says that we are people who are alive from the dead. We have been raised with Christ. That's the first thing he says in this passage from chapter 3. Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts and your minds on things above. We are alive from the dead. Paul states a spiritual reality, an incredible spiritual truth that we need to retain at the beginning of a new year and never let go. Jesus loves us. We are his. We belong to Christ. Nothing can separate us from his love. Now, I'm aware that there may be some here today who who don't yet believe in Jesus, who haven't yet taken a step of faith, and there's part of a journey that you're on. And I would encourage you today, if that's you, to make that step of faith, that you might know who you are, that you belong to the creator of heaven and earth, the one who gave his life for you. often have discussions on Alpha. I hope you've been encouraged by the Alpha course recently. We had a smaller course, but four people made commitments to the Lord Jesus. Isn't that amazing? It's not amazing because we see it every time, but I just, it's, 
It's partly what I live for, is to see people come to know Jesus. And suddenly everything has changed. Everything has changed in their lives. They now know who their identity is because they're in Christ Jesus. He died for them. They have this new life. They have an eternity to look forward to. Everything has changed. But some walked away from the course unchanged. They really enjoyed the course, but it, nothing just fell into place. And we say, obviously, we'll pray for you, but we never badger anybody. We say, come back on another course, because we know people have done multiple courses. It's taken time because they come very defensively for the first course. And they don't always hear what is being said, but come again. At the beginning of a new year, what does the world offer compared to what Jesus has offered you? Since you have been raised with Christ, set your hearts and your minds on things above. Paul is saying something that's sometimes hard to understand. When Christ died on the cross... Every person who would ever place their trust in Jesus died with him on the cross. And when Jesus was raised from the dead, everyone who has believed in his name has been raised as well. We see that symbolized in baptism. When we die to our old life, we're buried under the waters, we're raised to a new life. In that spiritual sense, we died when Christ died on the cross. Paul says in Galatians, I have been crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. We died. We have a new life and a life that is everlasting. The life I live now, I live by faith, says the Apostle Paul. The price has been paid. That which separated us from a holy God has been paid. Our sins forgiven. The penalty of sin over us has been broken. The power of sin over us has been broken. The presence of sin is still with us. But when Jesus comes again, even the presence of sin will disappear. This is the open secret at the heart of the universe. Jesus is Lord. Over everything, he is Lord. It's all about Jesus. The very creation Jesus spoke into being. The very beginning of the Bible, in the beginning God, Jesus, the Father and the Holy Spirit brought everything into being. And there at the end of the Bible, the last words are, come, Lord Jesus, come. Jesus, the beginning and the end, the alpha and the omega. He is the center and circumference and the source of our joy. He is our focus. And when we have a spiritual blitz, we hold on to that which is important Jesus, set your hearts and your minds on things above. So look up. What things do we need to release and let go? As we cleaned and cleared the manse, 
or should I say, as Hermie cleaned and cleared the manse, I did help. We came across some things that we knew just had to go. To my horror, I discovered certain things were covered in mold that I hadn't looked behind for ages because of the damp that was being dealt with. It had to be chucked outside. There were bags of rubbish we needed to clear. It's amazing what you collect in 25 years of just stuff. There are some things we needed to let go. There are some things that have been outside of the house. I still haven't managed to get them to the tip or whatever. They're standing outside. They've been rained on and snowed upon and windswept. And imagine if I went and said to Hermie, oh, I really like that cupboard that we put out, that one that was covered in mold, and well, let's bring it back in and put it in the house. You'd go, you're mad. Paul here talks about the sins that we need to get rid of in our lives. Imagine bringing those all back again into our lives. We don't want them. They're no good for us. They're covered in mold. They're unhealthy for us. We need to get rid. We know that some things try and attach themselves to our lives and we find it hard to get rid of them. Paul has told us already to focus our thoughts on the heavenly things, things above, but we walk in a spiritual battle. Paul here in Colossians mentions distractions that would hinder our walk if we allowed them to. It's what the writer in Hebrews chapter 12 describes when he says, Therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. He mentions things like sexual immorality and lust, evil desires and greed, and we know these things are not good for us. These are things we need to get rid of. We know if these things become the focus of our lives, we're in deep trouble. Paul actually says that these things are idolatrous because if we give in to them, they become more important than God himself. To worship these things. He also mentions other things like anger and rage and malice and slander and wrong language. And there was filthy language there, but I think that the Greek is abusive language, is a better translation, abusive language. He's talking about the heart, isn't he? So when we have a spiritual clear out, we need to get rid of those things that we know are wrong in our lives. Knowing that Jesus loves us, knowing that he's saved us, our salvation is not based on our works and our performance, praise the Lord. It's based on what Jesus has done for us, but he fills us with his spirit so that we might live in the way that he would want us to live. But not one of us can say today that we have always done that. Not one of us is perfect. One day we will be like Jesus. It's the promise. But we're not. 
that maybe we need to have a clear out again and make a fresh start. Only you know what your weaknesses are. Some things we don't struggle with at all, other things we do. Ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you what needs to be cleared out. One step we can take is to starve these things. To not feed the anger or not feed the lust. And crowd it out with those things that are from above. And finally, the things that we need to remember. As we cleared the house of various things and we um, cleared Karis's room, wow, she's been left and married and gone and she's, there's still stuff. Don't tell her, but even this past uh, Christmas, she came back and I said, Karis, would you do something for me? She said, of course, Dad, I'll do anything for you. Well, sort of, that's how she said it. I say, see, see this wardrobe that we can't, really, we have to sort of jam. It's full of stuff. Tell us what you want to keep. Tell us what you want to throw. Here's two big bin bags. She was great, did it? She's 27 now. We do expect her to tidy her room occasionally. Do, do young people not tidy their rooms anymore? I'll ask your mum cold later. But we found treasures that had been buried. We found old photograph albums. We found old tiny shoes that Karis used to wear. Hermie delighted in putting all the albums of Karis's early years out for Steve, her husband, new husband, to peruse at his leisure as they stayed with us over Christmas to the embarrassment of Karis. Old school reports. I'm glad mine were never found. But, um, we found things to be remembered and treasured. In the spiritual clear out, there are things we need to retain, those important things. There are things we need to clear out and get rid of. But there are other things that we need to remember and treasure. And one of them is this simple meal that we're going to share in a few moments. We do this remembering him. Do this, said Jesus, in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread, drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. And Paul also points to the future. We're to be clothed in the fruit of the Spirit, but we're looking to the time when Jesus comes back again. We were saved, we are being saved, and we will be saved. This new life that we have in Christ, the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives, guarantees, guarantees our future security. The best is yet to come. Whenever you're going through a tough time, just say to yourself, the best is yet to come. We cannot even imagine how wonderful it's going to be. But that's our destiny, to be with Jesus and to be like him. In the new heaven and new earth, there will be no injustice, no evil, no pain, no suffering, no death. 
It will be all made new. Leslie Newbegin, who is a writer I admire and have read, he says this, the horizon for the Christian is that Jesus is coming again. One day all battles will be over. This flesh will be changed and remade in his image. We will be like him. So at the beginning of this new year, have a spiritual clear out. If you've been made to feel guilty about having a real clear out at home, that's up to you. But um, there are things you need to retain. There are things that you need to release. And there are things that you need to remember. Amen? Let's pray together.